welcome to episode four of Learning the Ropes. This week, I have a Mexican cow with me as my guest. Um, hi, thank you for joining me. And would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone a bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Mexican cow and I am currently the GM of the Yukon Rush. Uh, so I was just recently hired this past off season. So just a few weeks ago, uh, as Josh had to move away. Uh, I was the AGM for San Diego for, I think it was about four or five seasons. And uh, my player is Jordan Ton, and he currently plays for Calgary. So, just got promoted to GM position. Yeah. How's it all been going so far? Uh, it's been great. IR taught me so much. Like, he basically made me the person I am today, and I can't thank him enough for what he did. I just, I learned so much from uh, being an AGM in San Diego. And it's, it's been a lot of fun switching over from AGM to GM. So some people have just been moved straight to a GM role while you've had that experience in the AGM role. Did you think that helped you off? And you know, did it really boost your experience? And did you learn uh, what you needed to learn, I assume, to be a GM? Yeah, for sure. IR taught me literally like everything I needed to know to be a GM. So it was just like such a nice, easy, smooth transition. Taught me how to do lines really early on. Taught me how to use the program. Uh, yeah, he uh, taught me like how to make good trades and and do all that sort of stuff and interact with uh with the team and and sign players off of waivers like all that stuff. Uh, he taught me how to do and it was. It was really awesome. Yeah, that's good. So um, do you think coming into a GM role, what do you think your big strengths and weaknesses are and stuff like that? Um, you know, the locker room, yeah. drafts, you know, what? where do you think your strengths lie? So, well, currently for me, I think a weakness would be trades since, you know, I haven't really made too many so far all on my own. And, uh, you know, Razor, I heard that he uh, took advantage of you on the first trade that you made. Oh, uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah he definitely took advantage of me <laughs> on my first trade as well. <laughs> yeah. So I think trades right now is, is for sure a weakness of mine. I got to really learn what everything is worth. How much is a first-round pick worth, you know, active to inactive players? What are they worth? What are their differences? So I really need to try to like learn the market and uh, learn what's everything wor is worth. Uh, for me, I think a strength would be drafting. I spent, like I said, four or five seasons in San Diego, and IR really told me or taught me how how to draft well and how to do that sort of stuff. So I think for sure uh, this next or season seventy two is when I'm, I'm planning to be good. So I'm really excited for uh, the season 70, 72 draft. Yeah, I'm having a look at it now. You've got a first, a second, a couple of thirds, and then you know three fourths and a couple of fifths. So you're hoping for a deep draft there, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I'm uh, planning on this season and next season to probably sell off a bunch of my uh, active players and try to get a few more picks for season 72. Because you know, currently uh, UConn is is not doing too hot in the first few sims, so it's uh, time to sell off and get some high picks yeah so just looking at it now you're after nine games one win eight losses mm -hmm. uh, which i can't say anything about because we're the exact same <laughs> <laughs> yeah hasn't been going uh 
too well. But how did it feel stepping into a GM role? Because um, obviously a different team, so a bit of a different environment. So was it easy to step in and sort of take over, or did you feel a bit out of uh, place when you first got there? Yeah, I think for me the transition was really smooth. Like like I've been saying, IR taught me a lot, and so the transition just went from AGM to GM. I kind of was doing the same stuff as an AGM to a GM. Like yep. there weren't a whole lot of changes for me. Like before, I was doing press conferences, and now I, that just moved on to Chris. Currently, is my AGM, so that's kind of moved. But other than that, like I I gave IR uh, some like line recommendations or whatever and stuff like that. So I was still I was kind of doing lines in san diego just not necessarily the one you know applying them or, or like uh actually sending them to uh the simmers yeah um so you talked about christ being your agm how's he gone mm-hmm. so far in in the role he's been an amazing agm i can't thank him enough for what he's done like he stepped in there was was excited ready to learn and uh, he's just been been thriving with me, and I've already really kind of taught him a lot. And uh, he's learned. He did the first sim uh, for our first few games. He did those lines for that, and that actually went pretty well. I think that was when we got our first win too. So he's really learned a lot so far, and I'm really excited to learn him uh, some some more stuff about how to be a GM. Yeah, that's good. Um, so. Last season, we had a lot of stuff about uh, AGM rights and people talking about whether they're needed or not. What are your opinions on, do you need an AGM? Uh, I think for sure you need an AGM, at least for me. He's been just so helpful for me. Like every single week he does the press conferences. Uh, Every week he posts the standings and the stats and how our players are doing. And I think for locker room interactions, having an AGM is really important because for me that that is something that I actually struggle with a little bit is talking to the team and he every morning has a good morning message you know and is really trying to interact with the team so I think for me AGMs are are pretty important and they he like he does help me out quite a bit with my role so it's really nice to have him yeah that's good because you know when you first get those players in you know, they've always got questions. It's not the easiest site to really totally. walk in and pick it all up. So having that extra person in the locker room, so you sort of just double the chance that they're going to catch a manager for them to be able to get assistance. It really helps people stick around, I think. For sure, yeah. Um, what do you get Christ to do? Is it just a press conference in the locker room? Or like you said, you got him to do lines, so... Yeah, so I, I've been teaching him how to do the lines. And I mean, like when it gets close to the draft, I'm, I'll am i be uh, talking to him about like sending player messages, like whenever, like, or, oh yeah, he's doing all the waiver signings as well. Yeah, so, I've seen him um, quite frequently getting in there nice and early. Yeah, he's in there nice and early and it, it's great. You know, he's the first person to message the players, which I think is, is, is great for him. He's really good at sending those nice messages. Uh, and then, yeah, he's the first person to welcome them into the Discord. So he does a lot of stuff with with uh, locker room interactions, waiver signings, help me out with lines. Uh, we haven't really done too much with trades so far, but I'm I'm sure like he'll be talking to me and helping me when we uh, make some trades, probably at the trade deadline. 
so yeah he does does quite a bit for me and it's really nice that's good um so agm's last season were talked about should they receive any pay what do you think about that do you think it's really a role that needs to be paid for or do you think it's just sort of a experience role where you know almost like an internship that you just learn learn the ropes and be happy about it yeah i mean i'm kind of half and half on that i think that they i think they should get paid kind of depending on how much they do though right like christ does a lot for me and i know some of their agms they kind of play like a different role like my agm is probably gonna be completely different than gustos and irs and aces and like all all those other gms their agms probably do different things so i think it's really dependent on who the gm is and what they're asking them to do and and all that sort of stuff but for me i think christ you know deserves to be paid for sure nice so um with that do you think the because there's always the option of splitting the gm pay which um, i've offered to dr funk my agm but he turned it down and i've had a lot of people turn it down because one tp is just pointless like you still have to do other articles you still have to do just the same amount of work you know it doesn't save you any work having one tpe do you think the gm pay is fair or do you think they should get paid more um i mean if if the gm is going to split it with the agm i feel like it might be a little low i feel like maybe they should bump it up to three or four and then you can split it with your agm one or two but like if your agm isn't taking any pay like my agm's not taking any pay either Christ does all of his his point tasks and he good he's good he doesn't need any of this cap TPE so like I think two is enough kind of just for me yep but if you're gonna give some to the AGM I think it it should be going up a little bit more yeah that, that makes sense um, I agree too I think it's pretty much where it needs to be but problem is I feel like you can't pay all AGMs because a lot of people come in and you know as you said, they have all different roles. So how do you really put a price on that sort of thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what was your first mistake as coming in as a GM from an AGM? It's probably got to be my first trade that I made. I mean, I, I didn't fully know what I was doing, I guess. And it wasn't, you know, the best trade that I could have made. I probably didn't really get enough for uh, my player. So yeah, that, that was probably my first mistake. But I'm sure there'll be more more mistakes to come, bigger mistakes to come than just that little trade. How do you think your trade's been going after that first one? Do you think you've sort of get the hang of it and figuring out all the worths, or you still think a bit more to learn? Yeah, I haven't really done like a lot more trades. I've only made like two or three trades, uh, mostly for picks. But I think, you know, I, I've definitely learned a little bit more from my first trade. Uh, I'm a little bit more experienced now. Kind of maybe need to stay away from Razor, you know, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've definitely learned some more uh, after that first trade. So I'm just having a look at your roster. You've got quite a few players, but they're all sitting between 30 and 66, uh -huh. I think it's your top TPE. Um, are there many actives hidden among there, or are they all sort of just? Yeah, so 
I think it, about half of them are active. A bunch of them are waiver signings. So, yeah, I've got... Actually, well, most of my roster is full. Just a bunch of it is full of inactives. So, you know, I'm trying to play... I'm playing all those actives over all the inactives. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just keeping them trying to keep them engaged in the locker room because you know they've have been a little bit discouraged from you know what the team's been doing but i i told them right off the beginning my waiver signings yukon's not going to be good this year and uh seems like they've kind of signed to accept that and i'm trying to you know keep them still motivated to to update and if they continue to update then yukon's gonna start to you know win a few more games so yeah um i feel like you can get a decent team just from waivers. If you if they stick around and you get them early on enough, by the time it gets to the end of the season, you can be one of the teams that are up there a little bit. Yeah, I, I love all my waiver signings. All these guys have been great. They've been active in the locker room. It's been a lot of fun to just uh, teach them how the VHL works and all that stuff. A lot of them have quite a few questions, which can be frustrating at times, you know, repeating yourself and all that, but it's a lot of fun to uh, engage and talk to them and teach them how to update and how to do, how to uh, have a really nice, really good player in the VHL. So would you rather draft a dream team or sign a dream team on waivers? So you get to, you win the championship, but do you want to draft the team or do you want to start with zero and sign them all on waivers and really have that underdog story almost? Uh, I think I would rather go with the underdog story. I just, it's it's a lot of fun bringing them in from waivers, you know. You get to, you send them the first message, you know, they don't really know what they're doing. And then you just get to, you get to talk with them and you get to really uh, show them how to do everything. So yeah, for sure. I would want to, you know, get my dream team all off of waivers and help them uh, build their way up to a championship. I feel like you get that bit of added excitement too when everyone's sort of there the first year and you know you're starting winning matches and people are like oh wow you know look at this creating a player and I'm already you know, pretty good so yeah I think I I would much rather do waivers too because I feel like as much as you're relying on complete luck and randomness it's more rewarding I think for sure yeah they when we got our first win, you know, they were really excited. And, you know, when they all scored their first goal, they're all really excited in the chat. And it, it's great. So eventually, would you like to move up to the VHL one day as a GM? Or are you happy just being a VHLM GM at the moment? Well, I, I really do love, you know, the way we're signings and that stuff. But I think... At one point, it would be uh, cool to move up to the big leagues and just to kind of learn. It's kind of a whole different GMing experience because you don't have any of that waiver signing and stuff. All your players kind of already know what they're doing. They already kind of know how to update. So there's not that same, uh, you know, locker room interactions. Like, it's a little bit different in that way. But I think it would still be uh, really cool to go up to the BHL, you know, uh, sign some contracts with my team since you there's no contracts really in the in the vhlm you don't get to decide how much they get paid and how long and stuff so it's a it'd be cool to to go up to the vhl and kind of do that more cap managing stuff so that you know the trades could mean a little bit more based on like if you need to do a capped up and dump and all that stuff so 
yeah, I think it'd be cool to go to the VHL and kind of learn that whole different GMing experience. Yeah, it's also, I think, too, the big thing is the time frame where in the M, you really have to look, okay, this is going to be the one season I'm going to compete. Yeah. Um, I'm going to buy all the draft picks for that season, and hopefully it's a good draft and I can pick up some good players where in the VHL it's like, okay, you know, I'll grab these players, I'll train them up for two years and then put it together with these you know, experienced players I've got and we should be able to put together a good team. It it takes definitely a few more seasons to kind of get really good in the VHL. In the VHLM, you can just pick a season, go for it, and then be bad for another two seasons and then be good again for another season. Like that, That's not really how it works in the VHL. So, yeah. So... What do, what would you prefer about being a VHL GM? Do you think that like what would be the biggest standout? Would it be that the cap? Would it be you know having the long seat? You know the long time frame to make moves? Would it be you know what would be your the big change for you going up if you were to in the VHL? Uh, I think it'd be running and managing the cap, all that sort of stuff. I think it it'd be a whole different like experience for me. So for sure, uh, you know, signing players to like different years and when and trying to like plan out when you actually want to be good and all that stuff. I feel like too it gives more negotiation with players where it's in the VHLM. It's like okay, we've drafted you, you're stuck with us, or you know, you picked us for the waiver, so you're here for a year and then you got to go to the draft and see who picks you up. Where in the VHL, it's like. Once they've done the three years with the rookie contract, it's like, okay, yeah. do you want to stay with us? Do you want to go somewhere else? You know, and then if you know you're trying to look at free agents, it's like, okay, we want you, but we want you for two years, and they're like, oh, but you know, I'd like yeah. to play with you for four or something like that. And you've got that extra sort of negotiation with the players. Yeah. Um. So your actual player, have you been with Calgary since you were drafted? Uh, no, I've uh, caused quite a bit of uh, drama moving around a bit. So I was uh, actually drafted to Helsinki, and I think it was a season 66, I think it was. Yeah, season 66, I was drafted to Helsinki, 29th overall. Uh, and then it was a year later, uh, I was traded off, or two years later, I was traded off to Toronto because I just... It was when Quick left. I just wasn't really happy in Helsinki anymore with Quick just randomly leaving and all that stuff. So I wanted to move on to Toronto and, you know, try to win a cup since Helsinki was kind of moving downhill a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I moved to Toronto. I had a, a decent season there in season 69. Still, Toronto was, was moving downhill again. Wasn't going to really win a cup this season. So I got shipped off to Caligari for season 70. And currently I've got 11 points in 10 games. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I switched from a forward to a defenseman for this year uh, and read it on my TV and everything. So it's a, hopefully it'll be a, a good competitive season on Caligari this year. We've been doing a pretty good so far, but yeah. So you as a player, you'd like to move around, try and get the best team you can get, or would you, you know, seems like you'd rather do that than stick out a team for a full, you know, for a full career. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I just 
kind of get bored really easily. You know, I, I like to move around a bit to different teams, talk to a bunch of different people. So yeah, it, it's for me, it's fun to just move around. You know, I, I was tired, kind of tired of being a def- of a forward, so I wanted to switch to a defenseman, see how I can do there. So yeah. Nice. So what do you find as the most challenging aspect of being a VHLM GM? I mean, the role, honestly, I can't really complain much about it. it it's a lot of fun, and it, it's not too challenging. Uh, for me, maybe it, it'd only be trading as I kind of learn what everything is worth and, and all that stuff. Uh, it could also maybe be locker room interactions for me. I mean, uh, not always the best is starting up conversations and stuff. That's why I kind of brought Christ into my management uh, group as the AGM. So, yeah, I think just just trading and maybe locker room is kind of the most challenging part uh, of being a VHLM GM for me. Um, so with taking over the rush, did you come in and use their, like, did you get access to their locker room or did you create, like, a new one from scratch? I did get access to their locker room, but I, I just decided to kind of just create my own and, and start from fresh. So, yeah, I've created my own Discord and I invited all the alumni from the old Discord and, and stuff and we all moved over to here. So, yeah, it, it's been good. We've got quite a few members already in the Discord, uh, five or six alumni all of our inactive players are in here and uh, i got so in here which seems like everyone has so in in their uh in their discord i, so. I think everyone has so yeah <laughs> yeah he was on the old yukon discord and he's he's actually not in san diego so i thought i would uh bring him into the the new yukon discord because he uh always posts the trivia answers and stuff so um so what made you start a new one like what was you know, you said you wanted to start afresh. Was that just you wanted to put your own spin on the Discord, or? Yeah, I I don't know honestly. <laughs> just changing things up, you know. Like you said, putting my own spin on to the Discord. You know, I've added, I've got three bots right now: the Me Six bot, the VHL bot, and the Pokey bot. My yep. team uh, loves the Pokey bot, so yeah. Nice. Um. So what do you consider more important as a GM, winning the cup or producing the active players for the VHL? Uh, definitely producing the active players for the VHL. The VHL needs those active players. So, you know, I'm just trying to help them out, get, uh, teach teach all my players how to, how to update, how to do all that and uh, produce some nice active players to the VHL because that's kind of what the VHLM is all about. It's about producing active players that can then move on to the VHL and uh, and thrive there and, and do really well in the VHL. So you're really looking forward to the next draft to see where all your players end up on VHL teams? Yeah, it'll, it'll be cool to see them go up to the big leagues and uh, and I'll probably still be talking to them quite a bit and they'll probably be super excited to go up there. So yeah. It'll be a lot of fun to see kind of where they end up. If any of them draft onto Calgary and get to play with me, you know, that'd be cool too. So, yeah, that'd be good. Um, so, 
sort of say these two together. We've touched on a little bit, but just go a bit further into it. So going from an AGM to a GM, have your responsibilities changed much? And do you think you're prepared enough by IR? So yeah, like we touched on this already a little bit. Uh, my responsibilities haven't really changed at all. I kind of did the same things, or I'm doing the same things now that I did in San Diego. Locker room interactions, you know, crisis has been signing the players, so that's a little bit different. Uh, and doing the lines, I used to help out IR a little bit with that, talk to him a little bit on what I would recommend and stuff. And now I'm just kind of the guy who's who's sending them in to the simmers instead of uh, IR. So that that's changed a little bit. But other than that, I uh, basically I'm doing the same stuff. Yeah. So, um, are you still part of the San Diego locker room? Do you still have access to that, or were you kicked out after being promoted? I, I'm still in there. I spent four or five seasons since San Diego was created as an AGM, so I wasn't going to let them kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not active in there, talking to them every day. It's, so it's it's a lot of fun to still in there talking to the new team they're really excited because you know san diego's going for a cup this year and i kind of left at the wrong time honestly i wish i could have waited uh two or three more seasons to move on to yukon but yeah so moving into yukon did you have much um talk with josh about what he was trying to plan or did you sort of just take over and have you know have to sort of pick up where you were this season and where you're going to sit the next couple of seasons yeah i didn't really talk to him at all I just kind of stepped into the role and started my own plan. I don't know what he was planning on doing, but probably close to the same that I'm doing now, rebuilding this season and next, and then going for the Cup season 72. So, yeah, I never really talked to him at all about uh, what were his plans for the team. So, so um, let's say at the end of the season they fold the rush. Um, the commissioners decide that we have too many BHLM teams, they want to fold one and they fold the rush, but they give you option to pick, take over any team you want. Uh, which team would that be? I, I'm definitely taking over San Diego. I'm taking Iris position. I, I'm being the the uh, GM of San Diego. My uh, heart and soul is into that team. I, I've, I fell in love with that team. I spent many great seasons there. I have so many great memories in there that I will never forget. And uh, San Diego has just been such a fun fun uh, locker room to be a part of so yeah i i 100 would want to take over san diego and uh, try to bring them a cup so yeah i've always heard great things about san diego's locker room i feel like um banner himself said that it's one of the best um, locker rooms to be in and always produces good members so yeah i've heard a lot of great things about it yeah, it, it's definitely uh, like people are super active in there. They're talking every day. You know, it, it's just a, a really fun and exciting locker room to be in. Everyone's happy to be there. Everyone's enjoying themselves. They're having fun. Uh, they uh, actually started a new uh, channel when Alex Bridges was the uh, AGM. Uh, learn to get a date. So that's been a fun channel to be a part of, you know, <laughs> learn how to get a girlfriend. So it, it's been fun. Yeah, that's good. Um, so same question, but this time you can move up to the VHL and you can pick any team you want to GM in the big leagues. Which team would you pick and why? Ooh, I'm not too sure about that one. Um, I honestly don't really 
not too familiar with any of the teams exactly. Uh, possibly uh, House Thinky, just because they were the team that, that drafted me and, and gave me the chance to move up to the VHL. Uh, and, you know, their their locker room was, was really good. And uh, I heard that Jubo's been doing a great job taking over Helsinki and uh, in the absence of Quick. So, yeah, I'd I take over Helsinki, I guess. And, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, got another question here that I've been asking everyone. I forgot to post. It's a bit of a odd one. Um you have to roommate with one other member in the VHL, which which member do you pick and why? Um probably either I or Beavis. Beavis and I have a have a pretty good relationship with each other. We we talk pretty often and maybe Diamond Ace as well. We we talk pretty often too. But uh IR I think might might be the main main guy that I would want to room with since you know he he's been mentoring me for four or five seasons and I, I've gotten to know uh, a lot about his just even his personal life and and what goes on uh, at home for him so yeah so first of all how did you hear about the league and why did you stick around uh, so I was actually a YouTube recruitment uh, I would. I came from one of Tax HD's videos. Um, so yeah, that's how I heard about the league. I honestly don't know why I stayed. I just kind of enjoy this this type of stuff. I I had never been in a league before. Never been in the SHL, SBA, none of that stuff. So I came in brand new. Didn't really know what I was doing at all. And and uh. The VHL did actually a really great job of teaching me the ropes and and all that good stuff. Uh, Vegas was the one who drafted me, and it was a lot of fun in there. And then I got traded over to Ottawa, uh, trying to go for a cup, and and that was really fun in there. So I I've just I just really enjoy you know creating your player, building them up, trying to make them the best that they are, the best that they can be, and you know hopefully one day one of my players will be able to go to the Hall of Fame. So that'd be really cool. Nice. So even as being a GM, you still really enjoy the player aspect of it all. I know that some people, once they get that GM, their player sort of takes the the second spot, and they're really focused about their GM role. I mean, for me, it, it's honestly been the opposite. Since I got the GM role, my my player has has uh, actually gone up. I've kind of gotten more into getting my my cap put my twelve every week. Because honestly, at the beginning, I was pretty sluggish. Didn't actually get. 12 every week uh kind of have been claiming welfare my whole career and i'm still going to continue continue claiming welfare but i'm still going to be getting that that 12 capped a week because you know i i struggle quite a bit on on graphics not really like uh my my type of thing to do and uh same with media spots though like i just can't sit there and write like a 600 word uh article it's it's really hard for me so What's been your best TPE task you've completed? Is there any that stick out to you? Like, yeah. um, what was that called? The rookie profile, I think. That one was, or the the biography. That one was yep. was hard to do. <laughs> it was a, uh, yeah, it was ten nice TPE. Once I got it complete, like I was so happy. If you actually go 
go to it uh, at the very end I put in massive letters yes 1000 so you know <laughs> I, I was excited to get to 1000 since I'm not really a person who likes doing articles and all that stuff but it was it was kind of cool to make up uh, all this all this stuff about Jordan's you know life I talked about his father and his school life and what family and sports meant meant to him so it is cool actually you know trying to come up with with some stuff you know about his family and all that stuff yeah i really enjoyed um trying to create your own like backstory to the player i felt like that added a lot of depth to what actually was you know the person i guess added a bit more depth to the player it's not just a guy who goes out plays ice hockey it's actually got a backstory that you can lean on i guess yeah it was uh definitely hard for me to get to those 1000 words though you know, media spots just aren't really my type of thing, and I I definitely struggled to get there. But I did it, and I'm gonna have to do it. You know, in a few more seasons once my guy retires again. Yeah, well, I think there are only 500 word articles now. I believe the career tasks now that they've all changed. Are they okay? Yeah, that that'll be a uh, nicer for me for sure. The junior review and and that stuff. Yeah. So, um, what players do you think? Uh, especially the season 71s and a lot of the waiver picks you picked up. What should the BHL GMs, who should they look for when they're going to draft for next season? Are there any standout players you've got so far? Or, I mean, obviously I'm going to talk about my locker room since I don't really know much about what else is happening. But uh, there's definitely a few guys in the UConn um, team that I think VHL GMs should be keeping an eye out on. Um, yeah, Gary Neal. He's, he came from, like, it was either the SHL or the SBA, and he's been super active in the Discord. Uh, I don't know if you've seen on the forums, but Zyrock is also really active. Uh, yep. He's he's asking me, like, a lot of questions, and, and it's really fun to just, just talk to him and, and teach him everything. So I think that the VHL should definitely look out for a, a few of my guys on, on in the UConn uh, team. Do you have any VHL GMs in the locker room to do scouting or? Uh, well, I've got Diamond Ace, but that's that's just because he's the commissioner. But you know, he's in there and Ben is in there. And, and you also SO. said you had Esso, yeah. Yeah. I've seen know, some rooms put every invite every GM in, and other rooms are just you know, if they're in here, they're in here, sort of thing. It doesn't matter too much one way or the other. Yeah, you know, if uh. One of them came to me one day and asked if they could join the Yukon Discord. I for sure invite them, you know, but I, I don't really mind at all. So if they want to join, they they can come join. Um, did you have any questions you wanted to ask? Anything that you wanted to bring up that I haven't touched on yet? I mean, you know, you you could definitely uh talk about your thoughts on on some of these questions if you'd like. Um, ask away any question you want. Oh. Uh, so yeah, what uh, did you become a GM uh, after being an AGM? Yeah, so I was uh, AGM of the Hounds under Gustav for three seasons. Started in season sixty-seven, did, and then at the end of se- season sixty-nine, I was given Halifax as my GM role. Then after nine days. Gustav got moved up to Davos, where he's now GM, and they moved me back to the Hounds because I had the 
experience in that role and they wanted to keep it sort of similar and seeing I'd been trained up for that role they said there's no point maybe going in Halifax then someone trying to replace Gustav in the Hounds so they flicked me back to the Hounds and then gave Dill um, the Halifax GM role so yeah so I also heard that uh, the Hounds actually have one of the the best locker rooms in the uh, in the VHLM so can you uh, talk a little bit about what happens in there and stuff yeah, it's just, um, uh, it's fantastic. It's always going off. Um, obviously, being from Australia, I'm in a different time zone. So by the time I wake up, there's usually more than 100 messages that's gone wow. through while I've been asleep. So you wake up, you scroll through it all, you sort of try and get a grasp of what's happened. But no, it's it's really good. There's always someone there. We've got, um, I think it's, We've got Razor, who's the Minnesota GM. We've got five AGMs, Christ being one of them, um, as oh, well really? around. So uh, we've got a lot of GMs, a lot of AGMs sort of hanging around. So whenever someone asks a question, you know, everyone jumps in and has a chat. So, yeah, it's always going off. We've got um, Cards Against Humanity bot that we sometimes get in and you know, oh. everyone has a game of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. I would um, love to get into that. <laughs> We've had a couple of uh, Jackbox nights where everyone jumps in voice chat and we have a you know, jump on for like eight hours or so. So, yeah, it's always always going. Someone always talking about and, you know, it's sort of split, I'd say, 50-50 where, you know, you talk about the league and you talk about helping people. But then there's also the, you know, the jokes around. Everyone's sort of getting to know each other. So there's all the little in-jokes. So, yeah, it's good. You sort of create that environment and then I feel like it's everyone's very welcoming. So as soon as someone new joins, it doesn't take them long to get settled in and then start to be, you know, start joking around. And that's the thing is you want to have fun and that's why you're going to keep people around. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, so I, I want to hear your thoughts on, do you think the GM uh, pay is fair? I think so. I think um, from what I've done at the moment, I feel like, you know, it's a lot more effort than say doing a, you know, any other two of the other two TPE tasks, but I think you probably couldn't pay much more. Um, I'd like it if AGMs got paid because I do, you know, want AGMs to have a sort of a role and have a reason for sticking around. You know, it is good to learn the thing, but um, Dr. Funk's been really good as an AGM. He's getting to know everything. So, um, yeah. And he's always usually jumping on, helping people in the Discord, and then also jumping on and grabbing in some waivers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's good. I yeah. think at the moment it's fair. I even think maybe in the off-season, um, when you're doing all your drafting and that sort of stuff, but because I know when you've got lots of picks, you spend a lot of time with you know, mm-hmm. getting ready for the draft. But the thing is, when you don't have any picks, you sort of just, oh, well, I don't need to worry about the draft because I don't have any picks, so... Yeah, I think it's fair because I think it's sort of there's an ebb and flow to it. You're not always working extremely hard. There's some weeks where you work a lot harder than others. Uh, so, do you want to tell me a little bit about your player in the VHL? My player. So it's uh, Baraka Sunquist. I was drafted 17th overall, I believe, by Seattle. Um, so first of all, I joined just after 
in between the draft of season 66 and the first game, I was picked up by the Hounds. Um, played first season there, did all right, got 63 points. Uh, we made playoffs, but got pushed out by Ottawa in the first round. We only lost, we only won one game. Um, went into both the VHL and the VHLM draft. Got drafted first in the M and 17th in the VHL. Got picked up by Minnesota in the VHLM. We went and we came second that year. We lost to Ottawa in the finals, so I didn't have much luck against Ottawa in my two years. Um, and then the last two seasons, uh, we've won the cup in Seattle, so it's been pretty good in there. Nice active locker room and everyone, you know, going crazy each time we've won the cup. It's been really fun to be around. I moved from a forward to defense last season uh, because I wasn't doing well as a forward, So, and I had full defense stats, so I'm like, might as well go try being a defense, see, see if that helps me any, so... That's where I am at the moment, and then this season, Seattle is sitting at the bottom, I believe, at the moment, so hopefully we can turn it around. Yeah. Uh, so, you talked about how it was Gustav who uh, was the GM at the time when you were AGM. Uh, so, what kind of did he, he teach you before you moved on to GM? Uh, he taught me everything. It was really fun. He had... um. We spent a lot of time chatting together about the draft and all that sort of stuff. We had a um, Google sheet that we both were editing and talking about. You know, he let me do a couple of the draft picks because he said, you know, you've studied the draft board as much as I have. So if you know, if you're on when I'm not, make a pick and we can get through it a bit quicker. So yeah, that was good. He helped me a lot with lines. Um, also, being a, I did a GM role at in the junior championship for Team USA. So that was also good for Lions because you could sort of get an idea of what the sim likes, what the sim doesn't like. Um, he let me do the press conference whenever I wanted. We sort of just, whoever wanted to do it that, that week did it. Um, but mainly it was the locker room and that sort of stuff where it's all about being there whenever you can and helping people out and knowing when to, you know, when to joke around and when to just be serious and it's like, okay, I need to give some answers, need to ask some questions around the, the locker room to see how people are going and that sort of thing. So it's learning that mix of the serious locker room and the you know, joking around, keeping everyone fun and active. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for the uh, World Juniors, I, I think that that is actually a, a really important you know role. It, it's great to... Uh, become a world junior gm like it, it's a lot of fun first of all but it's also really really good experience for people that don't know what they're doing like i i immediately recommended christ who's obviously my agm currently i think uh it it's great for you know the agms to to be able to do that do the lines and and learn all that stuff kind of on their own and in a way that you know is kind of just for fun you know doesn't really matter as much and it, it's great to you know talk to those people in the locker room too yeah i feel like the world juniors is great for getting to know people more around the league um you find your first season you know your team and that's really it where you sort of the world juniors helps you you know spread out meet some more people and then you're more likely to talk to maybe the vhl discord and meet more people then and yeah it's all about because that's where the league's going to survive is you know the friendship and the 
the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you uh, have any more questions for me? Um, so I've asked everyone this, just thought I'd throw it in. Would you ever visit Australia and why? What would you want to, is there anything you want to see? Anything you want to do over here? Well, actually, uh, currently my brother is in Australia right now visiting. So, you know, it, yeah, I think it'd be cool, cool to go into Australia, you know, right now, uh, you know, the forest fires, I, it, you know, it, it's pretty rough you know they're destroying a bunch of stuff which uh is, is really disappointing but i think it'd be uh really cool to just you know visit there i don't really know much about australia so it'd kind of be uh, you know cool to maybe go surfing there because i've never really been surfing so yeah yeah nice cool so do you have any last minute messages you want to say to anyone or to your players anyone you want to call out anything like that feel free uh, yeah not really, you know. I just, I just want to thank you for this opportunity. It's been a, a lot of fun uh, to just talk with you, and I think this is a, a, a really great podcast for people to learn, you know, uh, how to, how to become, you know, a GM one day, and uh, what are some things that you need to do. And it's, it's great for players wanting to just learn. So, uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Yeah, no worries. I'm glad that people are enjoying it, and I hope people listen to it. Yeah. You know, realize that. It's actually pretty good advice most of the time, and if they want to become a GM in the future, listening to these are probably going to help you out a fair bit. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming on, and um, we will see you all next time in the next episode. I believe we're talking to Frostbeard, so stay tuned for that. So, thank you all for watching or listening, even, and we'll see you next time.